Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. I am J.C. Hall, filling in for Chris Ann, if I can get the microphone to work right. Um, so, obviously, I'm not Chris Ann Hall, but uh, maybe she's listening to the show right now on her way to teach. Not really sure, but uh, appreciate you guys putting up with me for the next few minutes. Uh, how we doing on the sound? How's my sound? Is mic sound okay? You guys hear me? Hear me okay tonight? Make sure we're all uh, we're all lined up. No technical difficulties. So here we are. Here we are. All right. Where is she? She is uh, Chrisanne Doctor Hall. Five by five. Thank you. Doctor Hall is teaching in Naples this evening to a group in Naples. And, um, I, I was, uh, didn't have to go or wasn't able to go or something like that. Uh, so she's teaching in Naples and I'm holding down the fort. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully it's not a letdown and now uh, it won't be a letdown. It'll be great. It'll be great tonight. So we're going to have a good time. Uh, I think we're probably smarter. We're smarter after an hour when she's here, but. I'll do my best. So appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, what was my title? I forgot my title. Underpants, uh, Bump Stocks, and White House Weed. And uh, so <clears throat> just looking at what's going on, what is going on in the world today? So as I looked around, um, trying to find some interesting things, it seems like it's pretty much as crazy as usual, but today today made me laugh. So, so maybe I won't I won't um, pop my top. I'm not going to guarantee anything, but yeah, every yeah border border border. Everything's the border. No, uh, I didn't really want to talk about uh, the border too much, but it is crazy. It's it's I think it's as crazy. We talked about the border a couple times already this the, the past week. It's as crazy. Uh, as usual, and it was funny listening to. Um, I said I wasn't going to talk about the border. Here I go, uh, listening to Biden's little press conference the other day, and and um, one of the reporters basically said everybody's coming because they think he's a he's a nice guy because Biden's a nice guy, decent human being, is uh, what the reporter said, implying Trump Trump was the, you know the the other guy, <laughs> as Biden says, he can't even say Trump's name. It's like kryptonite, I guess. I don't know. But the other guy, the implication was, was was not a decent human being. So now a decent human being is in the presidency. And so uh, everybody's everybody's coming through Mexico uh, to the to the border. And of course, Biden's like, oh, you know, uh, not my fault. Uh, it's just things are so terrible there. Basically, that <clears throat> that's that was kind of his his take. Um, you know, south of the border sucks, and so everybody's coming here. That's pretty much what Biden said. Yeah, and now I don't know why. I'm not sure why that's not racist when everything else is racist. But that was pretty much, uh, you know, the gist of it. <clears throat> and I don't remember if he agreed whether he's a decent human being or not. I guess he, maybe he said. He's a decent human being. Maybe, maybe, maybe he didn't even address that. So maybe he doesn't think he's a decent 
uh, human being. It might be the leg rubbing, child sitting on the lap kind of thing that maybe gave given doubts about himself. I'm not sure, but uh, he's he basically he you know you couldn't couldn't own up to that because then it'd be like yeah it's my fault. Well, the truth is it's his fault. It's this administration's fault because of changing the policy. Like even you know they start with this whole narrative this is this this is not humane this is not nice this is not decent blah 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 uh but yet he, he changed the stay in mexico and then defended it he's like i i don't uh you know i don't i don't apologize for any of the policies the, the policy changes and so it, it's basically an open invitation um for all the caravans so everybody coming from you know who knows where south of the border and we say south of the border just because, you know, that's where we see them now. How do you know where they came from in the first place? Like Nobody talks about that. Uh, are, are they actually from those countries? Um, you know, what if they're imported from other countries, other places abroad into those countries south of the border, then up through the southern border? But basically because he changed, like, we're not going to leave people there. We're not going to make them stay and whatever. So whatever the reality is they transmitted the impression with the Biden administration that the doors are open come on in so it's absolutely their fault they can't claim it's not their fault so it's an absolute mess i think i heard um uh, who did i hear today one one of the um one of the republican senators pretty much saying as much you know basically because uh the the stay in mexico policy that they threw out they say we're not going to do that and blah, blah, blah. But yet Biden claims, no, well, everybody's staying there. We're only letting we're only letting kids over. And it was funny to hear Biden say the exact same thing that Trump said. Well, he said, well, these kids, when we when we say kids, we're not talking about babies and little kids. We're talking they're all teenagers. You know, they're all at least 16 and above and they're all, you know, young men, essentially. And this is this is what Biden was saying at his press conference. Well, when Trump said that. Oh, that was outrageous and blah, blah, blah. And he's lying. So Biden's saying the exact same thing that, you know, when he says, no, no, you guys keep saying kids and making this out to be little kids or in cages. Biden says, no, no, they're they're mostly teenage boys. Then there's no pushback whatsoever. But when Trump said that, they lost their mind. So now it's I, I guess they used to be babies. And uh, and 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 during the. um uh, where are we? March. What is this? March four, three, three, uh, a little over three months that um, President Trump has been out of office. All the babies grew up and now they're teenage boys. I guess that's Biden's take on that. So uh, a little bit of time warp down there, some sort of time dilation, time machine. I don't know. So but there you go. Anyway, to the show, back to the title. Immigration was not my title, but there's the, there's the update uh, on on the border issue. The border is a mess. Yes, it's a crisis. Yes, it's Joe Biden's fault. Easy. And uh, will they solve it? Probably not. They don't want to solve it. Um, just another piece of destroying, destroying the nation, breaking down national cohesion. And, uh, you know, so no, I don't expect them to fix it unless the American people, you know, a populist movement of the American people, even on their side, somehow get fed up with it. Um, 
you know, the whatever moderate Republicans or I mean, uh, moderate Democrats are left out there in America. You know, maybe if you saw that, but otherwise, no, because they they want the votes. They, they want to you know, they're recruiting voters. That's the whole point. They want the votes. They want the bodies now. Now that, you know, they can count whoever uh, grasshoppers and rats and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, bed cushions and spare tires and whatever in the census as a person uh, so that they can they can, uh, uh, you know, expand the program. So they want everybody and everything they can they can have to come over the border. Like like you, you have Democrats that are throwing cactuses over the border and, you know, trash bags and spare tires and and sticks and rocks. OK, there's another for the census. All right. There's a, a census. OK, we've got 12 million people living in this county you know, so that they count everything that moves. So I don't anticipate that they have any interest in, in, uh, in stopping uh, the crisis at the border. I anticipate that continuing, it's going to be quite a spectacle. And of course they can use it to come up with some policy to shred the constitution. They're very creative at that. Uh, so anyway, back to the title underpants. So underpants, apparently uh, captain, uh, captain underpants, has uh has self canceled hold on hold on while i uh see this is what happens hold on while i manipulate my screens here and uh and get to the underpants i have to find the underpants i've lost uh the underpants okay here are the underpants uh so apparently uh, captain underpants has self canceled uh, for being passively racist. I don't know if you guys are familiar, if you have kids these days or, uh, you know, family members with kids in schools or young uh, kids, or you've seen these uh, movies and show versions of this thing, but uh, it's a book series, popular book series called Captain Underpants. And so this is the author, uh, Dave Pilkey or Dav Pilkey, as the author of Captain Underpants, and he has a series, The Adventures of Ook and Gluck, or Ook and Gluck, I'm not even sure how to say it, uh, but Ook and Gluck, and apparently he, uh, well, there was a change.org petition of a Korean-American dad who finds the Ook and Gluck I got to figure out how to say that. I got to find out how to say that. My man, do you know how to say it? You don't know how to say this. Okay. You're no help over there. All right. My audience, my audience, my in-studio audience has no idea how to say it either. But Ook, Ook and Gluck um, and the Kung Fu cavemen from the future uh, was just too much. It, it was too much for this dad to handle. I mean, he just, you know, I, I've, I've, I've had all I can stand, and I can't take it anymore. Ook and Gluck being racist, passively racist, mind you. Not, not right. Let's, let's not go all the way and call them racist. They were passively racist. And he, he couldn't take it. He couldn't take it. It was his just final straw. Uh, so he started, I mean, this guy, this dad, this amazing dad, <laughs> so protective of his little babies uh, from the passive racism of Ook and Gluck. I mean, went through the trouble of starting an online petition, change.org petition 
uh, to have Uk and Gluck kicked out of the library. Uh, he says, I realize the book relied upon multiple instances, multiple, out of control, multiple instances of racist imagery, racist imagery, and stereotypical tropes, right? So like cliches, you know, that kind of thing, including, this is, this is terrible, including a kung fu master, a kung fu master. That is awful, awful. Uh, wearing what was purported to be a traditional style tang coat. I don't know if it was an actual tang coat or whether he had a problem that it wasn't traditional or the fact that he was wearing the tang coat because uh, he says uh, purported. So I'm not sure what exactly he was offended at there. Purported uh, traditional style tang coat is not clear. Uh, dashes for eyes for the Asian characters, stereotypical Chinese proverbs, which is kind of like the little fortune cookie sayings, right, is the thing which I I was watching. It's funny. I was watching The Price is Right uh, in uh, – when was I? I was getting my oil changed, I think. Price is Right game show was on TV. And, uh, and this is the new Price is Right, so Drew Carey is the host and not Bob Barker. And so Drew Carey asked one of the contestants, what do you do? The guy says, I write, I write uh, fortune cookies, fortune. So the fortunes in your, it was a white guy. This is a fat white guy uh, who basically, no joke, says from his mom's basement, he runs the business that writes, that creates the fortune cookies that you find in your little, uh, your little uh, non-Chinese cookie that you get at your, non-Chinese restaurant. So anyway, uh, so there were, I guess these, I don't know, China, stereotypical Chinese proverbs. I don't know if they were actual Chinese proverbs. Um, maybe that's because the guy's Korean. I don't know, you know, because uh, Chinese invaded Korea. So I don't know if he's offended here because they were Chinese proverbs and not Korean proverbs, but Kung Fu, I don't think is Korean either. It's Chinese. Uh, so has a Kung Fu master. Now, this is weird. He says a storyline that has a Kung Fu master rescued by the non-Asian protagonist using their con Kung Fu skills, despite the fact that they were taught said skills from the supposed master. So he's initially offended by the presence of a Kung Fu master. Then he's mad because the Kung Fu master gets saved by the white guy. He can't even keep his offense you know, on the same side in order. So I don't know, but then, but that's it. So here is, uh, I don't know if you can see this. Uh, can I try to full page this thing? As big as I can get it. So I guess this tall creature is, is one of the characters because uh, it has little dashes for eyes. And then I suspect this little girl uh, planting the tulip on the ground because she also has slanted eyes and she has kind of the dark uh, Asian looking hair. I mean, this is most of the Asian hair that I've seen looks like that. Uh, and and it's funny, the 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 um what what is this person? So this person has an afro. This little child has an afro. Uh, so it's probably soon to be uh, another petition about this little character here. Now, what's funny, and maybe even a white 
I don't know if white people can make these kind of petitions, but the little white girl with her little straight hair has no eyes whatsoever. Now that sounds like passive racism to me. What do you like? This is saying white people are, you know, you're blinded to your racism. Maybe that's the message there. So she has no eyes whatsoever. She doesn't even get uh, dashes. Uh, so that's cancel cancel culture. And it's, and it's funny because usually the conservatives are attacking Captain Underpants because of its crude humor and, and that sort of thing. So now now he's getting attacked. He was attacked by, uh, I guess, people who believe the same thing he does. And so he took a jump. He, you know, he got a jump on it and uh, self-canceled. Uh, so unpublished his own books, issued an apology uh, for his passive racism. He's uh, deeply sorry for this serious mistake of uh, making a kung fu master uh, have dashes for eyes and that represent Asians and put him in um, an alleged Asian jacket. Uh, so it's very serious, uh, serious mistakes that made him deeply, deeply uh, sorry that he so traumatized this Korean American father. Uh, so, but that is not enough for, uh, for the dad. He says the, the writer of this passive race racism must be held accountable. So the apology is not enough. This is, it's never enough. Um, but, but he, and the, and the guy pledges to do better and hopes that you will forgive him uh, for his passive racism, uh, but but the dad uh, the dad wants something more. It's not clear what he wants, uh, but apparently the apology is not enough, and he needs uh, he needs uh, accountability from Pilkey, and uh, Pilkey has to give up money. He's supposed to donate to the Asian American and Pacific Islander uh, community organization for the dash eyes. So, uh, underpants are canceled. Well, underpants not canceled. His other characters are canceled. So you get to keep your underpants, but, uh, but Ook and Gluk have to go, have to go. It's just unacceptable. Cancel culture. And <clears throat> fortunately, according to a new freedom, a new poll, most Americans view cancel culture as a threat to freedom. So when you're, I mean, you're canceling, you're canceling the underpants. I mean, if you're self-canceling, my goodness, this has gone really crazy. This guy's now self-canceling. So most Americans, according to the latest uh, Harvard Caps Harris poll conducted for The Hill, 64% of respondents said there's a growing cancel culture that threatens their freedom. And the poll also found that 36% of respondents had uh, been subject to a lobotomy. Uh, that was the other part of the poll. So 36% disagreed that cancel culture is a threat. So I don't know if that's promising news. I kind of, I said this, I think Richard, we said this the other day, uh, that you know it 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 eventually destroys itself because uh, they end up 
you know, like this guy, he's a, he's a liberal. And then, um, and then he gets targeted and self cancels. So, so 64% believe it's a threat. 36% uh, have had their brains melt and uh, run out of their ears. Apparently uh, along the lines of cancel culture, this was fascinating. I saw this. Hey, there's Chris Ann from Naples in the chat room. Is she a, is she a lib? The, the, uh, the, the author, the author's a liberal. I don't know if that person on the screen, I don't even know who that was, was on the picture, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's self-destructive, you know, so, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it's interesting to see them turn on themselves and cancel themselves that, so that was kind of amusing. Now, along those same lines, California teacher blames white supremacy for parents demanding schools reopen. Uh, so this is from Fox News, California high school teacher in Sacramento, uh, John, JFK, John F. Kennedy High School in Sacramento, a, a Latin teacher. I don't know if that means he's Latin or he teaches Latin, uh, but Damien Harmony, a Latin teacher, uh, it was upset and made a post about everybody in his neighborhood being white supremacists because they want schools to reopen. So uh, Fox News was a little vague. So I, I went ahead to the Facebook post. So here is his here's his actual post uh, was fascinating to read. And uh, uh, Sunday morning. So he's sitting at home Sunday morning about noon. And uh, he says he's a, he's a grateful parent, but uh, he's especially grateful that he kept his children at home and uh, he was grateful from what he heard from parents last week until 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 he heard what he heard from parents. He said the only way he could measure the level of white supremacy in my neighborhood was the next door app. Uh, and I looked at the next door app and it's a place where you uh, apparently you can um, borrow tools and sell couches. So I don't know how that's a how you measure white supremacy with that, but apparently that's that's how he figured out that's how he kept tabs on white supremacy. So you you can I guess tell uh, a white supremacist by the type of tools that they have and the type of couches that they attempt uh, to sell. Uh, and I don't want to I want to I don't want to make any kind of uh, racist remarks. I might invite my Puerto Rican brother, maybe to come in and talk about uh, the story he told me about uh, the plastic covers on the couches in Puerto Rican houses. And I've heard, you know, uh, you know, so I don't know, maybe, maybe, uh, I don't know, bro, maybe if you don't have the, the, uh, the plastic covers on your couches and you go to, when you go to sell it, you're a white supremacist, maybe, maybe that's how that works. Uh, anyway, so he's he's tracking the white supremacy in his neighborhood through the uh, through the next door app, which you can the app says you can borrow tools and sell couches. Uh, so we'll figure out that couch thing later. Where did I go? Here I am. Uh, so here is comment. He uh, he says once he started hearing what they were saying that the people wanted their kids to go back to school. It made it much easier. He didn't have to look at the couches anymore. It made him much, e much easier for him to uh, gauge the level of white supremacy uh, in his 
in his neighborhood. And this is a uh, this is how this is what's funny because here's how these guys speak. We we talked about this the other day with uh, with with Robert uh, who published or Peter who published the article on uh, Chris Ann in uh, in Right Wing Watch. Uh, he spoke like this. So this this guy speaks the same way. He says, "I'm as disappointed as I am unsurprised that last week we all had to hear all the and here come the list of labels." Uh, cynical, pearl-clutching, faux-urgency, ableist, structurally white supremacist hysteria, even as teachers were moving forward with a memorandum understanding, blah, 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 blah. This is not a country club. That's that's some of that dog whistle, right? This is some of the labels that they use. So country club is synonymous with, you know, the white, uh, white privilege. White, this is not a country club. And he says, our teachers are not the wait staff whom you callously and inhumanely disdain because they failed to anticipate that you wanted lime instead of lemon with your water when you walked in the door. This is a public service aimed at educating your children so they grow up to be a better to be better than our generation. You set that back quite a bit, he says, and they're watching. Our children are watching as you make ableist attacks on board member Pizzotti. And I, I don't know, uh, Col Colby Pizzotti, I think, uh, part of the um, school board or something. And maybe, I don't know, he's special needs guy. I don't know what that is. But somehow they're uh, apparently people at the uh, school board were mocking his disability or whatever. I don't even know what that's called uh, or what's happening there. Pretend to care about your children with special needs uh, at the same time. So uh, it, it, you have the you have the typical. Uh, labels, you know, throw all the label. This is all the. I, I listen to college students and 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 watch some of the posts and things, and this is how they speak. So this is training, and he's of course in the educational realm. So you know he's putting this in children. So this is this is their language, and they have all this uh, the same sort of speak structural racism, systemic racism. You're structurally white supremacist, white supremacist, which is which is like not quite white supremacist but white supremacists. So you, you, you can't just, you, you're not, I don't know, all the way white supremacists. So you're just structurally white supremacist. Like, you know, I'm not saying you're the white supremacist. I'm saying you live in a white supremacist house. That's all I'm saying. So whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's a, of course he's a white dude. Yeah. Come on. You knew he was a white guy, right? Exactly. Ice. It's all the way. That's another. That's another part of it. It's and it's always fascinating me because these white liberals. This is the whole thing. The white liberals hijack uh, some sort of cause out of the minority community, just like uh, BLM Inc. Uh, you saw you saw this stuff in the in the summer. I just I just saw a documentary coming out about this. Maybe I'll talk about it at some point. Uh, you know, you look in the summer with all the. Um, you know, the BLM narrative out there and, and all this sort of stuff. And here's this, you know, the cop did this and there's the brutality and killed another white man. They're or killing another black man. They're hunting them down in the streets. As LeBron says, they're going on hunting, hunting raids uh, and, 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 and killing uh, unarmed black men. Cops are, are going around like a pack of wolves and hunting down black men to kill them. That's that's that was LeBron James uh, take. I think there were a total of nine, um, uh, 15, I think it is of, of, um, black men total uh, killed in 2019, but 
but somehow that's LeBron James narrative. White people are hunting down uh, black men, killing them in the street. So this this is the stuff they're fed and they're taught, and so you know, full of this narrative. But when you you look at you look at the people infused with that. So in the summer, you saw uh, all this this alleged uh, stuff happening to the black people in the black communities. And then when you look out on the scene, it's a bunch of white people that showed up to burn down black businesses and neighborhoods. Uh, so yeah, it's, I mean, there's no surprise there. So it's always a white guy, uh, you know, saying stuff like this. So yeah, but so th this part, um, our teachers are not the wait staff. Is that is that demeaning? To, what does that mean? That's people who work at restaurants. That's pretty demeaning, isn't it? Don't you think? Yeah. My in-studio audience thinks that's a little offensive. Like he's better than he's better than somebody that works at a, at a restaurant. What is that supposed to mean? The wait staff at the country club, the, 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 the waiters and workers there, they're beneath him. What is that about? So that stuff always comes out, right? It always comes out of your, their mouth. You let them talk long enough and they, re, they reveal their own, you know, their own filthy soul. He's demeaning. He, he just went on about uh, ab ableist demeaning of Mr. Pizzotti at the school board uh, and, and your white supremacy and, and somehow his... Uh, what do you call it? His classism that he's better than the lowly table waiters, the wait staff, people that work in restaurants and, you know, are waiters and waitresses. So, these, you know, this this is this is how it works. This is how it works. And they reveal themselves. But by the way, uh, Mr. Harmony. You are an employee of the parents. He acts like the parents. Don't tell me what to do, parents. You think you can tell teachers what to do? We're performing a public service. He acts like he acts like he's sort of you know just teaching the neighborhood kids for free. Uh, no, the people that want you to go back to work are the actual the people that pay you to work, moron. You 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 know I mean this guy. Where do these where do these people where do these people get off? How do these he comes up with you like you can't you know come up and show me you know run your mouth and tell me what to do and tell me go, to go back to work? Who do you think you are? Uh, the guy that pays you to work? Stupid. Uh, all right, okay. This is when you cue the 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 um, milk toast touchy feely Christians. Jesus would then call people stupid. He wouldn't say the word idiot. <clears throat> that's people who don't read their Bible. Jesus wouldn't call people names. Actually, Jesus did call people names. Just saying. But this is this is this is these guys, right? We're we're, we're not the wait staff. Uh, yeah, you are, right? What's the wait staff? You go into the restaurant, you open the menu. I'd like this. I'd like that. Okay, you take it and you deliver the the thing. Bring it out. You know, do a good job. Get a tip. Good for you. Good job. Great work. You're paid to work. You're paid to do a job. Yeah, that's what we pay you for, idiot, to teach the kids. So, yeah, pretty much you're the wait staff. You are the wait staff. You're not better than the wait staff. The wait staff's not lower than you. 
You're paid to do a job, just like the carpenter, the plumber, the lawyer, the doctor, the politician, whoever. You work for somebody, and the somebodies happen to be the people at the school board meeting sharing their opinion, and all of a sudden, you don't like what the people who employ you tell you to do. Here's an idea. Get another freaking job if you don't like what your bosses tell you. Wow, brain surgeon. Who do you think we are, the wait staff? Oh, you're the guy I'm paying to go teach the kids. So get to work, teach the kids. Get out of your freaking mom's basement. Scared to death. So there you go. More cancel culture, nitwit, milk toast, nut jobs who don't eat, who don't want to go to work and don't want the people who pay them. He, this guy would make a great politician. Great politician. He should run for office. He should freaking run for office. Mr. Harmony, run for office. I mean, California would love you. You're in Sacramento, for God's sake, one of the worst places in California for a bunch of leftist looney tunes like you. So you should run for office and you can you can you can keep pushing that narrative that you're actually over the people who pay your salary and tell you what to do. Now, now all of a sudden you're the boss. And, 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 you know, don't let the people who pay you talk to you like like they have some right to tell you what to do. Yeah, you should run for office in California. Perfect fit, Mr. Harmony. I mean, what what is what Latin teacher? What is that anyway? You do know Latin's a dead language, right? I mean, come on, Latin. You could check a book out at the library in, in, in like, you know, two hours, know all the Latin you need to know that this guy is teaching anyway. Give me a break. So it was funny to look at. Uh, look at the comments. So apparently most of the comments are 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 uh, are with us and and, you know, uh, telling this guy what an idiot he is. And by the way, there's absolutely nothing. So he presents nothing to substantiate uh, anything about white supremacy. It's just just like a throwaway label, just a throwaway label. Uh, one of the um, <laughs> one of the commenters. Uh, yeah. Right here. Wayne. So I don't know. You probably can't see this on the screen, but Wayne says, wow, some people think they can say anything if it's sandwiched between white supremacist and bully. That's exactly right. Wayne hit the nail on the head. Exactly right. Just this throwaway line that lets him say anything he wants to say because he because he says white supremacist and bully. You're being a white supremacist and bullying teachers. OK, when your boss tells you what to do. He's not bullying you. That's the definition of the boss-employee relationship. How do, you, how do we have people so stupid actually teaching kids? What is this guy going to teach our kids if he's this dumb? Like You don't even understand employer-employee relationship. The people at the meeting you work for them. Oh, I, no, I work for the superintendent of the schools. No, actually, you don't. The people talking to you at the school board, they pay that guy. And you, idiot. We want, this is the people, this is why I told you. If, you, if you're, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to make half the chat room mad. Like, uh, no, honestly, most of the chat room was with me. I think all the chat room was with me. I'm just going to say it again. If, if you have your children in places like this, with idiots like this, public school, you're a terrible parent. 
This is the garbage. Like this guy's, and I know there's good teachers. I have a cousin that teaches elementary school. She's awesome. She's a great teacher, but she's not, she's not in control of what's in the textbooks, of what's being taught. She has very little room to try to maneuver in that system. So yes, there are good teachers in the system trying to do the best they can. But let me tell you, the system will overwhelm their efforts 99 times out of 100. And your kids coming out brainwashed, broken, and bamboozled by a bunch of leftist propaganda, and you need to get them out of there because doofuses like Damian Harmony, who are crippled too high for crutches, are teaching America's children. Full stop. End of rant. So that's the legacy of camp cancel uh, culture. And this is what we've created. You know, this is this is what we've created through the educational system and the leftist infiltration of our education system. And uh, and they're doing it every uh, every day, every day. The problem, most parents uh, mo for most parents, school is not education. They see school as daycare. It's simply where they send their kids to be watched during the day uh, while they go to work. And so most parents have no idea what's being taught to their kids. They are not connected. They are not plugged in. They don't know what's happening. Uh, so be because of that perspective, it's just daycare. And the education system has been broken and infiltrated for more than a century. And this is what we've produced. This is one of the number one reasons. I, I mean, at the top of the list, if not the top of the list, is one of the number one tools that the globalists and leftists have used to take down uh, America is the educational system, American educational system, all the way back with John Dewey and, and all of his minions uh, and the rest uh, using their, their using the public schools as a uh, behaviorist psychological experimental lab uh, to program children, as they said, to be cogs in the wheel programmed. Uh, for the state machine. So this is nothing new. This is nothing new. When I was a kid uh, entering school, it was already like this. Uh, I was fortunate to grow up in a rural area and, and things took longer to, to fully take hold in, uh, in, in areas throughout the entire country. But this has been going on for a very, very long time. Uh, and now now it's at a level that's you know, there's almost no exception. There's almost no exception that nearly every uh, nearly every school in this nation is is a concentration camp for leftist brainwashing. Well, a little bit of good news. This might irritate some and you can, ex you know, explain it away or whatever you want to do with it. But a little bit of good news, I think. Uh the bump stock ban that came through the Trump administration, uh, the, the Sixth Circuit has, uh, has sent it back. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has said, no, uh, don't, don't do it. Can't do it. Uh, and I pulled up, I pulled up the, actual, uh, the actual filing, and this was, this was Gun Owners of America. 
as part of uh, part of the plaintiffs. So that's awesome. Um, some folks asked the other day when we mentioned gun owners of America, you know, and what they what do they do as opposed to the NRA and what what they do or don't do. And so here's one thing. Kudos to uh, to gun owners of America. And so they they fought back on this and sued the ATF basically for their rule uh, that they made up. You guys still have sounds? Anybody have sound? Somebody lost their sound. I don't think it was me. I think I still have sound. Uh, but so here's the. Um, here it is. And here's what they said. Uh, let's see. Question. The question before us, this is circuit judge uh, writing the opinion. Uh, Batch Batchelder, Alice Batchelder, circuit judge. The question before us is whether a bump stock may be properly classified as a machine gun as defined defined by 20 USC, blah, blah, blah. But this case rests as much on who determines the statute's meaning as it does on what the statute uh, means. And here's the bottom line and what, what they said, because an agency's interpretation of a criminal statute is not entitled to Chevron deference, and because the ATF's final rule is not the best interpretation of the statute, we reverse the district court's judgment and remand for proceedings consistent with this opinion. So they sent it back to the lower court and said, uh, and said, fix this. Stupid. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, Katie. That that the S word is a trigger uh, for your three year old, so I'll I'll try to find another word. She doesn't like the S word. S T U E P I D. She probably can't spell. Maybe I should spell it. Like that's what you do with little kids. This M O R O N is so S two S T U P I D. That's hard for me because I went to public school. But so anyway, the six. Uh, Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals kicks it back. And you saw there, they said they're not entitled to Chevron deference. Now, it's it also implies that Chevron deference is okay, right? Which I don't, it's not okay, first off. But this is what the ATF was arguing that um, the the doctrine of Chevron, out of, out of the Chevron uh, case, ruling that in in some i guess whatever is not clear or some allegedly not clearly defined that the courts have to defer to the regulatory agency's interpretation and so in this case the district said well you can't use that uh as it applies to a a criminal statute so they said uh, no your argument doesn't fly here but they didn't they didn't just stop there uh, they also said, uh, they also said, <laughs> uh, sorry, Katie, Richard likes to hear the S word. So, but I'll take it easy. Uh, but yeah, mentally, can you say mentally challenged? That sounds offensive. That sounds even more offensive. Uh, anyway, so not only, not only do they not get the Chevron deference, but they, all, but they also said, it's not a good, there's not a good interpretation. It's not the best interpretation. So a bump stock is not a machine gun, basically. And so take it back 
and fix it. So I think that's kind of uh, kind of some good news. And, and that's not really a matter of whether you whether you support bump stocks or not. It's a matter of, uh, you know, the ATF got checked in their in their uh, in their power, alleged power, pretended authority uh, to do this sort of thing. So at least we know there's uh, there, there's still hope of somebody out there in the judicial system of looking at the ATF and telling them to pack sands. And so that's what we got out of the Sixth, Kirk, Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. So I think uh, I, I think that's pretty good. I like that. I like that little piece of news. If uh, Dr. Hall wants to dig into that uh, opinion a little bit deeper, we'll let her do that. Uh, now on to so that was underpants, bump stocks, and now White House weed. Apparently, uh, the story is the White House fired a bunch of staffers or a handful of staffers for having smoked pot uh, prior to their employment at the White House. And Representative, I don't know how to say his first name, Jones, Democrat from New York, uh, <laughs> says he is a former user. First off, I don't believe... I don't believe his statement here, but this is his statement. He says, I have in the past uh, smoked marijuana. I don't believe that. Uh, I believe he is presently smoking marijuana. Uh, so I don't believe at all that in his past uh, he smoked marijuana. But this is what they always say. So I have in the past smoked marijuana. I do not currently smoke marijuana. But if I did, it wouldn't be a problem. That's how you know he's smoking it now. Because <laughs> he, say, he says, so so what if I am smoking marijuana? It wouldn't be a problem anyway. But I'm, I'm just saying I'm not. I, I did in the past, but I'm not now. Uh, but he sent a letter that says, why, why should all these staff members be fired when you have two former presidents and the current vice president having admitted to smoking marijuana? Um, and so... I don't know. It's so the White House weed, White House weed is only available after you reach a certain level of employment. And apparently it it it's all the way to executive level. So so you either have to be vice president or president to smoke weed in the Biden administration. Uh, I don't know if that applies to crack. So Hunter, uh, Hunter may still be eligible for employment uh, in the White House. So they, they haven't said anything about smoking crack. So you, you may be able, uh, Jones, Jones, Mr. Jones, uh, Representative Jones, Democrat from New York, maybe he should stop smoking pot and go to smoking crack. Uh, it, it worked very well for Mayor Marion Barry, former mayor of D.C., uh, worked out pretty good for him. Uh, some folks alleged that it worked well for Barack Obama. That remains to be seen whether uh, whether those allegations were true or not. Some some say that those were um, completely unsubstantiated that Barack Obama smoked crack, but he did admit to smoking pot. Uh, so yeah, so Jonesy, 
I you should uh, I switch to the crack, bro. If you switch to the crack, maybe they'll give you your job back. But if you want to smoke weed, you have to run for president or vice president. That's the way it works in Democrat world uh, in the in the Biden administration at the moment, apparently. So it's interesting. I don't know what's going to happen. They talk about uh, changing. They're going to they're going to change the rules so that more people who smoke pot can work at the White House. That's that's what they said. So the White House policy will maintain the absolute highest standard for service in government uh, that the president expects from his administration while acknowledging the reality that state and local marijuana laws have changed significantly across the country in recent years and uh, will modernize the policy to ensure that talented and otherwise well-qualified pot smokers uh, can gain employment in the White House. So, so they're going to change the policy to make sure more, uh, more weed uh, is available in the White House. And I, I don't know if that's, <clears throat> I don't know if that's positive or uh, or negative development for the Biden administration. I, it, it's quite possible that more pot smoking could actually help their policies uh, because they all seem stoned at the moment. They, they all seem uh, high and out of their mind. Um, so maybe maybe more weed, more White House weed is is the thing. I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying. How much worse could it get? Just saying. I mean, I really think just or hey, maybe that's the problem now. Maybe there, maybe Kamala and the rest are on too much weed. So maybe I don't know if they're headed in 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 the right direction or not. Uh, so I, I think they're all a bunch of dopes anyway. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much it would hurt. Maybe. Again, not advocating it. I'm just saying. And uh, let me. I saw this. I saw this as I was. Uh, as I was. Um, I feel like I should play. Everybody should get stoned or something right now, uh, as a outro. Um, but I just saw this in passing, as I was stopping uh, stopping my browsing of the news today. There's there was a mention of the Durham. The Durham investigation. How many remember the Durham investigation under President Trump, former President Trump? And the headline here out of Fox News, Durham taking his time to probe origins of Russia investigation as Trump vents frustration. So apparently President Trump tweeted, uh, tweeted something about this, which is hilarious. Trump is still dictating, uh, dictating the news narrative. It, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Uh, so, John Durham, I don't know if you recall, special counsel John Durham was tasked with investigating the origins of the Russia investigation. Just before President Trump left the White House, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, his, his, uh, his authority was actually broadened by William Barr on the way out. And... Uh, Apparently he's still he's still there, and he's still investigating. I don't even know. I don't know what is even. I don't even know what this means. What is happening here? 
but it but it's fascinating that uh, you know Klein Smith was was arrested and charged or whatever, but the um, justice Justice Department. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco says Mr. Durham has been allowed to stay on and have no reason to think that's wrong. As Deputy Attorney General, it will be my job to make sure he has the resources and I will be committed to doing that. So what what does that what does that tell us about the John Durham investigation that they uh, that what bar did allowed him to stay on and so they can't stop him or does it does this somehow imply that they don't feel he's a threat and he's not going to find anything is he is he bought out i mean uh what's going on here i don't know but allegedly he is still investigating. Now, they say that he apparently wrapped up his investigation of the CIA and uh, for, for whatever that's worth. And, and I guess is still investigating um, other things. So believe it or not, there, there, may, uh, there may still be more to come from the Durham investigation and from the Russia collusion hoax pursuit of President Donald Trump. So we may not have heard the end uh, of, of the Durham investigation, what's going to happen. Now, it may be that it just fades into silence and we never hear anything from Durham again. It becomes a, a footnote in history and the only person held accountable uh, is is Mr. Kleinsmith, which is fascinating to me. <laughs> fascinating when you think about the Durham investigation uh, looking into Russia collusion. If we look at the results that came out of the investigation so far, apparently Mr. Kleinsmith uh, was was the brain trust, the criminal mastermind <laughs> be, behind the Russia hoax. He's he's like he's like the you know villain, you know, scepter or whatever from, from James Bond or, you know, I don't even know, whatever villain you can think of. He, he's he's this criminal mastermind. Klein Smith hatched all this stuff up, the Russia hoax and blah, 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 which I, I don't know. I wish I could go back and pull this up. Uh, it, it was my thought that they're just going to, they're going to throw you a bone. I said early on, it'd be one guy, one guy will get fined or, you know, they'll scapegoat somebody and that'll be the end of it. That that was my thought from the beginning. And I know everybody, you know, we had a bunch of people, you know, didn't like that take because it was under Trump and Trump's Trump's going to arrest everybody and use Durham to expose everything. And I, I had my doubts about it and I thought they'll get one guy and then it'll just fade into the into the um, fade into history. And it looks like. I thought that's that's what was happening, but apparently still there, still going. I uh, I kind of still stand by my take. I don't know if I, I do believe this beyond a shadow of a doubt. Nobody of any significance will be held accountable for any of that. No one. 
I, I'm I'm going on record. This is not a prophecy, but I'm going on record. I'm just going to go out there on a limb and say nobody of any political stature will be held accountable as a result of the Durham investigation or any other investigation, uh, Epstein, any of it. Nobody, nobody ever is my take. Yes, in God we trust. That's exactly right. What that stands for. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate any of that, uh, any of that happening. So apparently he's he's still he's still searching for something. So you never know. And and I know how people are. Hope springs eternal. So this will be this will be the the seed bed for some some larger uh, conspiracy theory about how it's all going to work out and everybody's going to prison. Uh, I understand that'll be out there. But um, I don't think that's the case. But anyway, just wanted to let you know, Durham is apparently still alive and still doing something. And this administration says they're they're going to keep paying him to do whatever he's doing. I don't know what that is, but he's going to keep doing it by God. So good for him. All right. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, guys, don't forget. Uh, follow on everything you're supposed to follow on. Right. Click the like. Click the like, subscribe, YouTube. Uh, while we're still we're still there so far, we're also on uh, D Live and uh, other places. You can listen to the audio version of this on uh, iTunes, Apple, whatever Apple. If you're part of the Apple cult, which most of you are, you can listen on your iPhone and uh, and Google Play and and all that good stuff. You can go to Anchor.com and find the podcast there and uh, share, spread, share the clips. And uh, don't forget to uh, don't forget to support. And by the way, go to God Guns Liberty. Get you get you a cool T-shirt from GodGunsLiberty.com. And as a reminder, we have uh, we have online training at LibertyFirstUniversity.com. Go check that out. Get signed up and continue your learning today. Chris Ann will be back tomorrow. I promise. And uh, we'll have more for you. We'll have some good stuff and a good show. Hope you enjoyed it. Glad you guys came out to support. Appreciate you tolerating JC one more time. I think I kept my cool for the most part. So that's a good thing. You guys be blessed. I'm out. I think I'm out. Maybe. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs>